welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. This is the 1st of July, 2019, if you can believe it. And this is episode 252. And our guest today is the lovely, the incomparable, the absolutely fascinating Jeffrey in Control Robinson. Woo! It's lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. Crikey. (laughs) Oh, right. I forgot about this bit. Yeah, go on. Continue. I forgot we were doing a bit. More comfortable by talking in British accents. Have you have you guys picked a region as well? A very specific <laughs> region? Are you from All of it. All all of it. Okay. So all of England shall be represented today by the Co-optional podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh thank you guys so much for tuning in. Brooke is away uh in England right now. I on am an adventure. in England currently. You're crocky doggy in England, oh? Raw, oh. Yep. You are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you what you're in, I, I'm sensing that you like this a lot. I, I'm you, I love it. To you read it all. Like, that's what I feel. Yeah. This could go on for the whole two hours and I would be buzzing. Can I ask a question? Real question. Sure. I want I, I like I mean this in the nicest way possible. <laughs> I know that you that like the dream is that one day your lovely daughter will grow up with the best like she'll be like Mommy, do you think Mama. we can pause today? Right? But what no, if? But that's what not if, what's going to happen. But what? Yeah, but what if instead she grows up and, and she's like, Hello, Mommy, we're <laughs> going to die. Yeah, like, what if that happens? Sur- she's going to be surrounded by cockney ass people. <laughs> she's oh, not yeah. going to sound. Mommy. She's not going to be posh. Yeah, okay. Um, that's that's all yeah. I want to know. As long as we're on the same, as long as, you know, we understand what's going to happen. Really? I, yeah. I can't is, wait. I'm excited. Is family Cockney? Yeah, man. You should hear his nan. I can't tell. Thick. <laughs> but what if she ends up like Adele? Because you know how Adele speaks, but how she sings? I mean, the, the big difference there? I mean, she has right, a really right. strong Cockney accent when she speaks, but... That's I mean, true. She sings completely different. So you never know. Your daughter could be the next Adele. And, you That's know, but- true. All I know is from from knowing other people who have like one English parent and one American parent, I'm going to fuck up how she says a a nice little handful of words and people will be like, why did she say it that way? And it'll be all my fault. So like aluminium. (laughs) Aluminium. Yeah. I am so excited. (laughs) Oh my. Because every time. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's every time I ever see anyone from the UK come to the States, they yeah. put on an accent. They're full of shit. They're all like, oh, yes, hello. My name's Sir Reginald Lionel the Third Esquire. Right? But you go there and they're just like, all right. So here's the thing. You're like, you liars. You're all fake. That's, be- that's because they're all so judgmental of each other. All of them have to have their like, their forward-facing accent, and then their real-ass accent, because they're all so judgy of each other. It's crazy, and I'm like, "But you all sound precious," which is not what they want to hear. So, yeah. I mean, we do that here. Like, let's not bullshit. What? If you're from the south, and you're like, "Holy girl, everyone thinks you're an idiot." I love it. No, that's not true. I love southern accents. We just have you are judged. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You're judged. Yeah. 
Just because you love it doesn't mean people are not judged in the workplace. Like if you show up and <laughs> Dodger, don't lie to me. You liar. If you, if you went in, if you went in, no. If you went in to go have brain surgery and your doctor was like, all right, y'all, let's get her done. You would be like, uh-uh, hell no. Okay, if I could just cut your damn skull open, this is my easy You would, you liar. As someone who has recently had surgery from a head wound in South Korea, I most certainly did not take my Southern accent with me into that hospital. No, I did not. <laughs> One, it, it would make it very difficult to understand. And two, oh, I, I don't want them to make that choice of, you know, maybe this is just for the greater good. Let's just Do not resuscitate. Do not <laughs> It's like, let's just call it. <laughs> One less foreigner. It's fine. That's what I'm saying. It's people judge based on how you talk. It's messed up, but it's totally true. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we talk about video games on the Co-Optional Podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Co-Optional Podcast is on a Monday this week as a result of me having awesome dental surgery tomorrow and probably Yay. not going to be able to talk <laughs> after that. Uh, for some of you, your jaw shut? Hey, I wish they like would. I'd, I'd lose a few, right? <laughs> I, could, I could stand to lose a few, but no, I'll, just, I'll be uh, having some bone grafted and uh, implants installed. So getting metal screwed into your gums and having bone on bone action yeah i got a Super few of those sick. bad boys up in here i got yeah. a few titanium drilled screws in my mouth really yeah. yeah when i was a kid when i was very young a x-ray screw or machine part of it fell on my face when i was like what? a wee child yeah and so from first grade until about ninth grade I had teeth coming in all over the place. And so Ooh. I had to do like uh, braces and I had a tooth on the roof of my mouth come in. So no. like, oh yeah. So, um, what? Yeah. I like it. Where teeth are supposed to go. I'm aware. Well, it isn't now, but like when I was younger, my teeth were like, we don't know what to do, bro. You got hit in the damn face. And so, um, uh, yeah, when I was going through, uh high school and into the beginning of college i was still getting like oral surgeries and stuff because oh, i'm out was after oh there was a period where i had, like no tooth here and no i was like whore y'all uh it was a thing and then they like they literally just drill up into your mouth and stick a titanium pin up there and then screw a tooth onto it and call it a life and yeah. it's great yeah. but it's one of those things where i think eventually i have to go back and they have to like pull it out Put a thing back in because your body won't completely graft to the metal. And so you're like, all right. So, yeah. Here's the thing, though. If any grave robbers are out there, my mouth is a gold mine. So when I'm dead and gone. Yeah, preferably wait until he's already dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, please, please, please. No teeth pulling while I'm alive. But then afterwards, I got tons of stuff in here. You can get in here, yank it out, sell it. Man, in the post-apocalypse, that's going to be worth good money. Melt them down, make bullets to kill zombies. You'll be great. So just to uh, piggyback on Jesse's explanation as to what Ugh. dental implants are like, uh, that's how bad my fall was, is that two of those bad boys <coughs> fell out of my mouth, out of the front of my face. They actually broke off. So the post is still in my gum, but the crown and the abutment both snapped off on two teeth. And that was not pleasant. So that's the kind of dental pain I've been having fun with and, and dealing with. But uh, yeah, uh, 
dentistry. What a field to go into. That's what we should have all done, right? Owie, man. Made all that money. Shout out to dentists who have been taking care of me. I have. Ne- I think I've had one surgery surgery in my entire life. But oral surgeries, I might have had, I'm going to say 12. To- like, well, I've had... I've had I've had more men in my mouth than I'd like to admit. <laughs> we put yeah, their yeah, kids yeah, through college. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think anyone who grew up in the tri-state area, Ohio, West Virginia, Kentucky, we've paid so much for so many collegiate scholarships, funds, everything. We've covered it. We've covered it. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. You know uh, what? Hey, braces, they uh they work. They do their thing. So <laughs> Took a turn that I didn't see coming, but I yeah. guess dentistry, yeah. co-optional Jesse, podcast. It can pivot to blowjobs pretty quickly at all times, I suppose. You know, that's oh, it's always on my mind, friend. So it's never, it's always right there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, let's talk video games. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, what have we been playing recently? <laughs> uh, I can tell you what I've been playing, even though it's not out yet. Sure. Um, wow. Subtle brag. God damn it. Peach ball. That's not how you spell beach, dude. Get a new one. Uh, so as you all know, Senra Kagura is the best series of games that ever existed. Um, Senra Kagura now has Senra Kagura Peach Ball, which is literally a uh, uh, uh oh my god, my brain just died. It's it's uh, 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 why am I saying ping pong in my head when that's not what it's called? It's a the table, and you go. Doo, 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 on the side, you know. Pinball. Pinball. Oh. oh my god. Did you go tilt or what? <laughs> hey guys, can I can I tell you? Yes. First off, I did because on the back it literally says pinball, and I looked on the back <laughs> of it trying to figure out what. It... I love you, Jesse. Take me out to sea and leave me there. You know the thing. Ding, ding, ding. You know the game. Guys, I think I'm turning into my mom. I'm not a. This is how my mom talks. This is like she no, you know, thing that goes ding, 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 and I will be like, oh, and I know what she means. Oh boy, yeah. I'm oh gonna get gosh. a text from my mom. She's like, I watch the podcast. That is how I talk. Yeah, um, I talk. The trailer yeah, for this no, has so me it scared. Is, <laughs> it is literally pinball, but Senra Kagura pinball. So you are like, when you hit a ball into a hole, the girls are just like, ah, it's ridiculous it is so silly i can't believe this thing's on nintendo switch guys i can't believe it's on switch what is happening to that console it's dirty that's a dirt that's the dirtiest of consoles oh my god (laughs) it's great it is great Uh uh-huh i can see why you want to play this uh for the story right oh yeah 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 story it's got the fox girls yeah (laughs) it is one of the craziest things i've ever seen i uh i can't even so, as you know, Senra Kagura, the premise is that they're all ninjas at ninja academies. And for some reason, in this one, they are all ninjas who then are dressed up like uh, animals for some reason. It doesn't okay. make sense. Don't expect it to make sense. Also, there's another one I haven't played yet called Senra Kagura Reflexa- Reflections. Here's the thing. Reflections is spelled reflex, I-O-N-S. And this one is on PC, and I just downloaded it. It is literally a massage game. You are a masseuse in this one. Guys, this I mean, it was bound to happen. Yeah, so for like franchise. reflexology. It's a bit on the like, nose for that, isn't it, though? 
right? Like at uh, least here's pinball, the thing. You think it might be about pinball and then there's boobs and you're kind of surprised by it, but massage? Massage? I haven't played yet, so I don't know exactly what it's like, but. I'm scrolling through it right now. I feel like I have an idea. Yeah. I just want to say these are the best games ever made, period, hands down. They're so blatant in what they are, yet for some reason they're like, what's a genre we've never done? Oh, fighting game? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, cooking game? Yeah, let's do it. Like, they're just like, what's a game people love? If they had the balls, that's right, I'm calling you out, Exceed and Marvelous Games. If you had the balls, real-time strategy. Do it. Do it. Where's my real-time strategy? Senran Kagura craft. <laughs> Where is it? Yep. Senran Kagura craft. Where is it at, you cowards? Let's do it. You can get Jeff to host the very first tournament. He's like, going in with the boob attack, we have eight level four boobs. Now, those can really take down a base very quickly. But if you notice over here, there is a second base. He is really grinding out those thongs. A lot of thongs coming over here. I feel like if he can just get the behind attack with the thongs, if you go in hard, you get it done. Oh my God. You're welcome. This game on the screen. <laughs> you massage her hands and you control yeah. where you massage her hands for oh, reflexology. Yeah, 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 look, I don't want to get spoiled. No, no, no! It's fine. <laughs> I, I, I can't show that much of it because <laughs> Twitch TOS. Here's the thing, though: in the like, no matter how dirty it gets, because it's American releases, it's unless you are hacking the game, you're not going to see anything. Anytime anything happens, there's like a flash of white light, and it's like you did it. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like it's all goofy. I don't take any of it seriously, and neither should you. Let me ask you a question, Jesse. Internet pervs. Yes, sir. Content out of this. So, as a guy yeah. that at one point in time was slightly sponsored by Soylent, I understand. Yes, uh, yes, yes. As as a cuck, yes. The flipped gender version of this, like, there's got to be one with just guys with massive dongs doing all these kinds of things, right? Here's the thing. If there was. I would equally promote it. I would with as much <laughs> gusto. I'd be like, yeah, no, Cat? in this one, they use their dicks to fight like swords. It's like Cat, uh, for honor. Jesse will do it. Yeah. I want a <laughs> just you, like for honor. You cowards. It's for honor, but with for dicks. <laughs> yeah. You cowards. Make it for honor, but with dicks. Make it happen. Somebody uh, kickstart this, please. Yeah, um, we'll get we'll, we'll pay Sam to play it and he'll be the best. <laughs> Dodger, can, we can Sam? Of course. Can we convince Sam to play this? And he'll be yeah, like, if... all right, so what you got to do is really hard game, but you have to put your hands all over it. And then your daughter will be like, Daddy, <laughs> are you playing the wiener game? Oh my God. Like, yes, come over here and play with me. And then you'll guys, like, and then you'll all have fun together. It'll be a family thing. <laughs> You know, I was I was with uh, you about twenty five percent of the way. You, then you brought the kid into it, and now <laughs> not backing it, not backing it. Twenty Sam, you play you that game with the dongs. I got you one fourth of the way there, Jenna. I <laughs> I expected better of you. I thought oh. you'd be out from the beginning. I'm surprised you made it. That's a fourth of the way. You were. It was like we were driving in the car, and up until I stopped at the porn shop, you jumped out. Like it was, but up until then, you were fine. You should have known not to get in the car with me to begin with. You knew I was taking you to the porn shop. Why did you get in? 
Well, it's cheaper than an Uber. Anyway. You're right. It got <laughs> you halfway across town. Right. <laughs> it costs less money, but it takes more of your soul. Yeah. Uh, speaking of ridiculous-ish games, I've been playing uh, my friend Pedro recently. Have any of you guys played it? No, what is that? It looks uh, sick. The game that Devolver uh, published, brought out. Um, let's see. The Devolver Digital uh, brought it out for their E3 conference bit last year and then uh, showed some more of it this year. And it's just hilarious. It is comedy gold. It would be like if Deadpool plus... Hmm. Actually, it is kind of like Deadpool the game, except it you have a banana like, on an acid trip. It is very Deadpool-esque, yeah. yeah. It's also just mm. cool, though. Like, it's just you set up cool action moments, like shoot them up the movie. Yeah. The um, I love the slow motion. I One thing I will say is I believe that the game controls for the control pad are kind of crap. Uh, I because... was just about to say that. Like, <laughs> me personally, I don't like the controls, but the game <laughs> is like... A glorious mess of murder and like spinning and trying to cool, pull off like the most ridiculous over the top murder moves you can. Like it looks hilarious. The things that happen are hilarious. I'm just like very bad at the controller controls. That's why I had to use mouse and keyboard. And it worked then. I was fine. But I, it seems like it's a game that it wants you to play with a controller. Yeah. So I don't know. But I, it's a great game. It's, it's not a good bad time. at all. I yeah. just suck at controller everything. So. Well, the w the way that they want you to press in the controls for, on the joysticks just pissed me off. It's like we could have mapped that some other way in order to make. I don't know. I don't like complaining about something unless I have a suggestion on how to fix it. So I, I will just say, just play with mouse and keyboard. It's it's going to be your best option. But I I want to play it with controller so badly. But I love how you can uh, pause, well, slow down time. It's just like Matrix style. You can um, aim at two enemies and just literally like guns blazing, do complete spins to dodge. So many sick combinations. You feel like a badass. The combat is really satisfying once you get the controls down. And that's, that's the biggest part. That's the biggest part. It's entirely controls. Once mm -hmm. you figure it out from that point on, it is beautiful. Like it's so much fun. You want this to feel the rumble, so cool. though. You want to feel the rumble of playing it with a controller. And that's the one bit that just kills it for me is I want to play with a controller. Uh, there's obviously some puzzle elements-ish to the game as well. Um, there are all these trick shots that you can do off of surfaces. Uh, sometimes you have to use weights and counterweights in order to get from one section to another. There's There are levels where it's a complete... It looks like a massive acid trip. It's bouncy backgrounds and foregrounds, all these ridiculous sounds. The music is so good. I would encourage you just to get the the deluxe version that has the soundtrack with it. If for no other reason than just to have the soundtrack. It is totally worth the purchase price just for the soundtrack. It is absolutely banging. It's so right. good. I haven't had this much fun with the game since Katana Zero this year, so... That's, that's my Katana takeaway. Zero's like Katana Zero is like really high bar for me. It's a yeah. great game. Yeah. But yeah, this game makes you feel just really like a badass. I love games like that. I love when the combat's satisfying. But yeah, controller. Ugh, yeah, it. shout out to whoever you have playing on screen right now because they're doing really well. They're doing like 15 Jesse's worth of good. Yeah, this is, uh, a, uh, this is Nico Bellic. The, um, this is the No Death Speedrun. Now that explains that. No death speed run. Yeah, because it looks like this is one of those levels. Uh, this level he's on right now 
took me literally forever to beat. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how much like, they played it beforehand. He makes it look so easy in floss, like spinning and twirling and murdering. And I'm like, nope, can't do that. Yeah. I have to, I pause. I'm like, okay, how am I going to beat this guy? I go, oh, and then I'm dead. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I do think some of the mechanics, like the spinning to dodge bullets are a little bit, I will say, I think that the, the system choose, cherry picks sometimes as to whether or not you dodge it. That's the only other criticism I would have, but I need to play it more in order to see if maybe I'm just timing something incorrectly. I think, it's, it's, I think incorrectly. it's a timing thing. I yeah. think you can dodge into a shot and be hit, but it's it's there's like a special timing to it, and it's mm. it reminds me very much of all the Dark Soulsy things. Where I'm like, that's unfair. And people are like, no, you just suck. And I'm like, yeah. ah, that's what it is. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> it just looks so cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I just, I loved it. And I like the versatility between the different enemies as well. Uh, some of them will come out with really big spray with the shotguns. Being able to use a skateboard to go up and down ramps, uh, oil barrels flipped over to the side that you can, you know, walk around on, roll it around just on. just happened on the screen, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, I wish that they utilized a skateboard a little bit more. I feel like there was one level they used it really, really heavily to, just to get you to understand how the mechanic worked. But then later on, you might see it every once in a while, but not really. And I was like, dude, that's such a missed opportunity. <laughs> I want to, I want to do that more of that, please. That was fun. How um, long is it? I'm not sure actually, because I, I haven't finished it yet. Yeah, I sure as hell haven't beaten it. I've been told that uh -huh. I'm nearing the end of it though, so that is at least, at least six to eight hours. Okay. And it didn't get old for you at all? No, I want to go back and play through it because you get ranked every level as well. So you can get like, you know, B, A, whatnot. Um, and I want to go back and play through some of these levels just to get a higher star ranking. And that's what I like about it, you know, going around on these hooks and wires and just being able to feel that momentum of, yeah, today I was a badass. Did some Matrixy <laughs> Deadpool shit and felt really super satisfied with it. I just wish we had dual wielding katanas would be fine. <laughs> Just do it full on Deadpool. But yeah, it's a good time. It is just that automatic gun the whole time, right? Like the two pistols or whatever. You have different options. Uh, so you have, um, actually you have, one, I want to say it's like six or seven different weapon choices, uh, but mm -hmm. you only have a couple options as to what you can dual wield. I think there's only two combinations that you can dual wield and you can have a shotgun of your own. And so the spray is, is quite significant. And there is a level where it's a bunch of nerds in a basement. <laughs> and they have uh but i think it's like buckets on their head or something they're dressed up a bit more like knights they have swords and everything and they're they're saying all of these very pop culture -y things like oh my god learn to play or l2p i don't even think they're just learn to play i think it's l2p literally and they're much harder to kill to get like headshots if you will so you have to use different weapons in order to uh get bigger impacts so if you use a shotgun against them yeah it's pretty easy to kill them but uh and ammo is something that you have to pick up continuously, so that's... Oh, shout out to the clip that you're showing right now where the guy's using the basketball. Oh, so there's yeah. a lot of that in the game, too, where you can use different uh, things in the world with you to murder as well. So it isn't just the guns. The background mm. and the different objects in the game can be used as well. And it's all about getting like really creative with how you kill, because it all factors into your score at the end. Mm -hmm. And so if you run through and you're just shooting dudes, you get a lower score. So the twirls and the flips and the moves that you do is what increases your score. So you want to, it's kind of like the Tony Hawk of murder. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I would describe it. Except we need more skateboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, you can uh, kick heads into them to you know make them aware, uh, get them to turn their back, and then come down on them. Uh, just all sorts of combinations. There are gas cans hanging around, so you can shoot them and ex- you know they explode, uh, killing multiple enemies at a time. But it's it's all about style, and I love it. It's it's so good. Just really do wish the controls were a bit better. But who knows? Maybe they'll patch it. Maybe they'll fix something with it. God bless this play. I, you found the best Let's Play there. No, that I, I, I watched great. it. I watched Watching this, this entire thing. It's so good. I'm like, this guy's very good. I, well, because I figure I, I'm never going to be able to sell this game to anyone the way that this playthrough can sell it. Because I watched this before the show, and I was like, yeah, this is it. I, I want to I I do this. <laughs> yeah, so good. This amazing. This is a really good run. Uh, and only got a C rating. That's the you know because what? Yeah, only no, a C you, rating on about, like you can kill everyone, but if you don't do it with like some panache, you're mm-hmm. not gonna do well. But the idea of this playthrough is that it's a, it's a no death playthrough. It's a speed run, so you know he's not mm-hmm. so much concerned about the rating. But I still think that the moves he's pulling off makes him look like a badass. So if that's only what a C rating gets you, and you still get to do all these really cool things, you don't have to worry about having a massive amount of skill. Anyone can play this game. It's great. Mm. But yeah, good times. My friend Pedro, pick it up. <laughs> so what else you guys been playing? I'm trying to remember what I've, what I like talked about last time that we did a co-optional. Oh, um, it's like been two weeks. I, like, yeah. Yeah. I. Did we ever talk about Bloodstained? Have we had a chance to do that? No. We have not, no. Um, yeah, so I've played a, a decent amount of Bloodstained, I think. Um, I'm actually trying to remember now because I haven't had a chance to play since I left. But um, overall, it's I think that it's very fun. It scratches the itch for like a Metroidvania. It's not like the best Metroidvania I've played. but um, But, you know, it's got the like the map that you start off with nothing and um, there are different like abilities and things that you pick up to become more powerful. And it, it does let you just kind of like go straight to the end of the game at a certain point if you want to, but if you do more exploration, you can like do different things at the end. And um, yeah, that sort of stuff is, is very satisfying for me. There are plenty of things about it that aren't, as like, I guess satisfying is the right word, that aren't as satisfying about it for me. But yeah, have any of you guys played it? I have it downloaded on my PS4. <laughs> I have not gotten to play it yet. Oh, gosh. How am I the only one who's played Bloodstained? That actually blows my mind. Um, yeah, so it's got, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of contact damage. And some people are gonna say that that's really silly, but like for some reason, the the way that contact damage is done in this game is so unbelievably frustrating. Like if something hits you, you're just constantly like stunned over and over again, unless you like move, like like actively move away. And um, I know that that's like kind of a, a weird way to describe it, but when you're playing, it can be really frustrating to be like attacking a boss or something. One of the bosses literally takes advantage of this and that she like attacks, 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 and then like moves to get into your space and like stuns you with the contact damage. And I was like, fuck this game, I was so mad. <laughs> hmm. um, but like, you know, you get used to it. Also just like the, 
the story of the game is very, um, you know, it it doesn't make a ton of sense, which it doesn't have to. Um, and you can tell that at first the art style, so originally, I guess they went with a, an art style that people were really unhappy with and they adjusted it. Um, there's some characters and things that look very different from other characters. Uh, one of one of the like main characters that you interact with a lot, I mentioned on stream being like, oh man, he looks so odd to me. And people were explaining, yeah, he's one of the things in the game that like still kind of reflects the old style quite a bit. Um, so yeah, they they like to their credit, being a crowdfunded game, they made like some big adjustments um that to sort of satisfy people when they were like eh, this isn't really looking good you know hmm. um but yeah and and i guess the the other thing that might be really nitpicky to some people is that uh it it sort of like holds your hand a little too much i think um, they they put a lot of things in the game that sort of guide you to find everything, which I know some people will really appreciate. Um, it it's it's created a situation where there are some things where I'm going I never would have thought to go there. Like I only wound up being able to progress because I like kind of exhausted all my options. Um, and on the opposite side of the spectrum, there's oh there's a thing that I obviously need to be stronger in order to move, I assume. So probably at some point I'll find an ability or I'll find a boss that, that will give me an ability that lets me move heavy things or be stronger or something like that. And I'll talk to somebody at kind of the home base area of the game. I'll talk to somebody and they'll be like, gosh, you know, if you really needed to move something heavy, I heard that there's a guy and blah, 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 that you can go and fight. And you'll probably learn how to move a heavy thing, right? Like, <laughs> it's just oh. like really handholdy, you know? Right. Um, and in my mind, I'm like, I think that we it could have been a little bit in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't need to be quite. Some things didn't need to be quite as obvious, and some things could have been a little bit more obvious. Um, like maybe let guess, you kind of sort of fail at certain things or go to a different area enough times and then like give you a bit of more of a hint or a nudge maybe, in the direction? Maybe what it is is that things that, that go in the obvious direction of the story mm. should be fairly obvious, right? Yeah. But then the, the benefit of exploring more and sort of doing things that are outside the obvious is what gets you new abilities and and more lore and you know finding new characters and whatever else um and that sort of stuff i don't i don't want as much hand holding with because then there's more of a joy in like oh shit i found that thing you know yeah. um so i guess that that's kind of more how i was feeling while i was playing it um i do absolutely intend on on beating it um because i i think that i think that it is it is really fun and it is scratching the itch. There's there's just some aspects to it where I'm like, oh, this isn't the best version of this thing that I've played, you know? Mm. It looks really pretty. I, I know I was asking people when I was looking through the, uh, I don't get a lot of games off of the PlayStation Network, but this one I was like, eh, I'm in an erring. And I'm, I'm, like, I went to Twitter and I'm like, guys, is this any good? And Jim Sterling, I believe, said it was his game of the year so far, or potentially. I think Interesting. 
or at least one of the most satisfying games. It was something in that in that. And I was just like, okay, well, clearly I need to try this out if he's saying it's You that are incredible. able to dress up your waifu. Oh, so, maybe that's like, why. That. <laughs> I, I found okay. elf ears that I was able to put on and ah. then some swirly glasses, Sailor Moon style, and I've got a long, like, braid in the back. It's good shit. There's some really good shit going on in this game. <laughs> that explains so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to giving it a try. Uh, yeah, it, it it looks it looks beautiful. Some parts of it, some parts I very much uh, understand now. Where you're saying that there are some pieces that look different, like they went a completely different direction. I guess halfway through, but yeah, I don't I like the menu UI. It looks very like Chrono Trigger and just kind of that genre. Yeah. Menu super like, clean. Yeah. Um. There's also lots of little um love letters to games there's like a, a monster that you find that is literally just a shovel knight um and i think that you can get the shovel knight armor um and uh there's a mask that you find that i'm pretty sure is like an obvious jojo's reference which is not a game but like just just like pop culture <laughs> like references um that have been fun to to see and be like oh is that i think it is <laughs> Are you playing this on PC or what? PC? Yeah, okay. I wasn't sure if it was a direct port or if it was originally uh, built out for both. Um, but I'm not sure. I know that it was it was released across the board at the same time. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Oh, it looks interesting. At any rate, uh, yeah, bloodstained. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you guys have talked about it. I, I've just been, I guess, uh, the second season of Apex comes out tomorrow. So I've been playing a lot of Apex. It's really fun. Just kind of my speed of the, I don't, I'm not a huge battle royale type of person. I, I played some of the Call of Duty one. And that's about mm, it. Blackout. Never really got yeah. into Fortnite, never really got into H1Z1 or PUBG or any of that kind of stuff. But I watched some. You kind of have to, I guess, if you're in esports right now. It's just it's one of the big things. But Fortnite is a really, really fun mix of the speed and uh, it's actually really polished. I, I find too. So I just have been really enjoying that. I've been playing that a lot. Nice. Um, have you been playing Apex since it came out? No, I was. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to come to grips with me as a human being, but sometimes when things are too popular, I'm, I'm like pushed away from it. I guess I'm like a. Sure, that's fair. Like yeah. being born and raised in Seattle, there's some part of me that's some kind of hipster that like when there's too many people weigh into something, like something about going to Twitch and all the top streamers are streaming, I'm like, fuck that. I don't want, I don't want anything to do with that for right now. But then later when they move on to glue sticks and, and uh, cardboard paper and stuff like that, then I kind of come back to it. I'm like, well, let's give it a shot. Let's check it out. So no, I didn't play it since the beginning, but I've been playing it. I always want to have at least like other games than StarCraft that I have floating around because I think if you just stream and play StarCraft, uh, you'll actually go insane. <laughs> I was just going to uh, say, you might go insane. <laughs> yeah, you'll at least get stressed out. That's the very least that will happen to you. Um, so I've been really, I've been playing it, but it is also a game, at least for me, I do not like the solo experience. So it's fun to have it as a social game, but it does then dictate how much I play it. So like I'll reach out to my few friends or whatever and be like, yeah, you guys want to play it? And they're like, nope, this is doing something else. I'm like, cool, not playing that because solo experience is, is horrible it's just horrible 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 it's uh most of the time 
you're with people that aren't communicating or they are also solo people. So they're very accustomed to like getting crap teams and they just drop and run in different directions and then you just kind of get picked apart and lose. Um, but if you have a couple of buddies to play with and you have a, or ideally you have like a community of people to continuously play with, I think it's really, really enjoyable because it's, it's a good game. And it's funny watching these elements be incorporated in successful games these days. Like I was, uh, even as we watched like Bloodstained there, when you like defeated an enemy, they had a really satisfying glow effect and they crumpled down and stuff like that. Like those kind of little things are really important in games. Whereas the idea that things just disappear or whatever is, is less satisfying. So Apex does a really good job of like, when you break someone's armor, it makes like a crashing sound. When you get a really good hop up or uh, add on to a gun, it's gold or it's like really bright and it's colorful and stuff like that. So I find myself being goaded into the subconscious enjoyment of a modern game right now. And it's cool. I like it. Nice. Um, do you play with your subscribers at all? I know uh, some streamers with who play BRs. I don't really stream any Battle Royale. I kind of yeah. wish I did because I don't really have too many people I'd play Blackout with. Um, but I was just curious if you uh, let your subscribers play with you or, or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I do. Um, but I've also learned about myself, and it, mostly through StarCraft, but like, hmm. I play with subscribers that happen to be good. Um, I'm not like trying to go professional or something like that, but I, I do enjoy a certain speed of gaming. Like I enjoy winning and or at least having the potential to win and, and competing. Sure. That's where I find my joy in games. And I've um, over the years, I've been like, let's play subscriber StarCraft games or let's play some CSGO. <laughs> the guy comes in, they're like, I just downloaded it. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just happy to be here with you. And I had the shittiest time and I'm like, I'm so sorry, dude. I, I got to ask you to leave. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I do not like this. So over the years, I've learned instead of inviting that situation to happen more often, um, I just kind of try to in a very friendly and polite way because it's not fun for them and it's not fun for me. And I, there are streamers that can do that and more power to them and, and to each their own. But for me personally, like when it's a bunch of us just farting up a storm and nobody's <laughs> we're just terrible, <laughs> I'm like, I get grumpy and I start, you know, I don't, I'm not yeah. out, so out of control with myself that I like yell at them or something like that. But sure. I'm not having a good time and I, I still try to make my streaming life and experience like always having a good time and enjoying it otherwise why are we doing this so of course um, i do play with subs like i said i kind of i uh like go through a process with them I'm like well how much have you played they're like i just picked it up i'm like hey, wouldn't you know it you got a full squad i'm so sorry man maybe next time and then somebody else will be like well i'm level 85 i'm really good i'm like you know what hop in here let's see let's give you a shot uh, yeah. and that's generally how i go about it no, that's that's really smart. There are uh, some people that I'm, I'm subscribed to, uh, mostly Call of Duty players, and mm -hmm. they'll want to play uh, Blackout or Alcatraz, and, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, come in and play. Come and play with us. I'm just like, dude, you used to be a professional player. You're playing with other people, doing mad call-outs, going, like, faster than my brain could even possibly <sighs> comprehend, yeah. and it's not fun being carried. It's just not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, like, cost the entire team just so that way you can say oh yeah i play with my subscribers like no just i watched your stream because i enjoy watching you as a streamer have fun with your friends or you know if you're just streaming a game solo yeah. i watch because you're entertaining and because your stream is entertaining to watch not because hey i want to play with you guys and you no 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 that's not it <laughs> so i will tweet their own i mean the, the yeah. kind of funny thing is like sometimes a player, especially in FPS, can be so good that they can just carry you anyways. So 
you don't like being carried i respect that that's fine but they are probably good enough to take a noob oh, a yeah. sub and be like let's they, win anyways i'm not like, i play these games <laughs> i'm more often getting carried by them than me carrying them but i just like to play on competitive squads as opposed course. to like if i'm the guy that has to carry us and they're garbage then we're not getting carried my friends we're getting <laughs> we're getting right. dropped gotcha gotcha um i was gonna ask if how you guys were uh favoring the the previous steam sale that just happened the confusion i guess did anyone pick up anything during the steam summer sale no it's still going isn't it It, i'm not sure i'm so confused at this point about that steam summer sale (laughs) this whole hey pick a team and everyone pick team corgi because it's it's a corgi i I don't understand why Valve decided that this was a good idea. I I, I don't know. Do you guys know about what's happening with the summer sale at all? Okay. So the Steam summer sale um, and people in chat, please feel free to let me know if it's still going on. It is ridiculous. So they made it into a race that you, you, you picked a team to join. And as we all know from things like Pokemon Go, where you got to pick a team, (laughs) Uh, we have a tendency to know that people are going to pick one team and you look at the favored team, who has the most players, you're probably going to pick that. So a corgi is in there. There's like a pig. There are a couple other animals. They're all animals. These are all like the mascots for the teams. Everybody picked team corgi. Like I would say at least 70% of the people participating in the Steam Summer Sale Grand Prix, as it were, I think that's what they called it picked Team Corgi. So it's incredibly imbalanced. The idea of it is that you you sign up for a team and then you buy games during the Steam Summer Sale, which earns your team points. And you can also, I believe, put out some sort of pushback, almost like playing Mario Kart, that d- takes away points from opposing teams. And if you are on the winning team at the end, they you have a chance to get a game that is on your Steam wish list. So it screwed over a lot of indie developers because Steam encouraged people to go and prune or update their Steam wish list. And so if you're thinking to yourself, hmm, how can I get the most value? Sure. I'm going to remove all the games that are probably from indie developers or all these low low value, not saying... Value it as in. I heard about this. No, yeah, I'm yeah. seeing Jenna that indie devs are, are shit gamers. I understand. I get it. <laughs> My favorite game this year, Katana Zero, is done by an indie company. But sure. Um, yeah, I have I have plenty oh. of friends that are indie devs too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just I'm kind of peeved that a lot of a lot of indie developers are showing that these gamers have removed their game from their wish list. And if we think about what happens when the Steam Summer Sale ends. I mean, sure, great. Maybe maybe someone got a high-value game that they wanted off of their Steam wishlist. Good for you, but what happens when that other game, what happens when Katana Zero was on your wishlist goes on sale? Mm-hmm. You're not going to know it's on sale because you removed it from your wishlist, and that's a missed opportunity for that developer to make back a bit on their game, and it's also miss- you missing out on an opportunity to play a great game at a discounted price. I love this. I think this is fascinating because this is like... Because Valve, by the way, has done such a good job of being trendsetters in so many ways that they're kind of constantly trying to 
do something different, right? Like I haven't heard of this kind. I mean, of course, this is not completely new. These concepts have been used elsewhere, but like this application of it hmm. is rooted in a good idea. It's also good publicity for other things, but this side effect is like, now that you're explaining it and you can see it happening, it's like so clearly not good and not <laughs> right and bad for, for certain people. And the Steam, like the Steam sales, they, A, are super huge, iconic, but B, just that Steam in general is actually like where games make or break themselves. A lot of indie in general. But I love this because uh, in Warhammer, we deal with this all the time where like they'll they'll change a rule or they'll, they'll come out <laughs> with this nice thing. And, and you could tell they were all in a room and they were like, this is great. People are going to love this. This is wonderful. And they release it out into the wild. And instantly people are like, you're killing me. They're like bleeding and frothing and dying. And they're like, like we we thought this was it's a corgi it's team corgi guys they get excited and they're like no we're closing our studio like and that's what happens it's terrible yeah they really did not explain and again this is why i wasn't even sure if the sale was still going on because everything has been poorly explained about how the whole system worked to begin with you didn't actually even need to remove the games from your wish list entirely your most wanted games were what they were supposed to be picking from to reward mm -hmm. you. And again, it's just a chance. So if you just reordered your wish list, for example, and had something else as your number right. one Which is pick, super easy to do. Side right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's super easy. But no, people were removing it. And there's so many indie devs coming forward. They're like, yeah, look at this graph. Here is solid oh, yeah. data that people are completely dropping us from their wish lists. I just... I love it. Because this is another thing, too. And this is my... I, a lot of people share this, this theory, but I, I theorize that most people are pieces of poop. Like, there's a lot of people <laughs> poop. So they probably explain all of this, like you just said, but just people read the first, like, uh, oh, yeah. You know, in a game. Okay. So that means if I get my list down to zero or one game, I'm, okay, let's do it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like, no, no, it's just, it's just this thing. Like, no, didn't read it. Don't care. They saw a corgi oh. and that was it. Select the corgi, go. <laughs> Remove it's, it's, all the it's game. The, it's that thing where people you know how they always say like no one will steal from a mom and pop shop but they'll always steal from like a walmart right mm. or uh in this case i think because it's steam people are like i'm getting one over on steam i'm gonna really like i'm gonna get a yeah. game it's gonna be great it's gonna be cheap but there's like the additional cost to all of that which is all the indie developers no one's going to like they're getting screwed out of being on wishlets which is registered you can actually see as a dev if you're on wish lists and how many wish lists you're on. Um, but also it's one of those things where uh, it, it's, it, it just is like a really weird thing that Steam would have done to begin with. And I don't know why they thought this was like, the contest itself is unbalanced. The reward is a really weird one. Uh, I, I guess it's just trying to get people excited about doing something in the Steam sale, right? Yeah, I, I mean, guess that's what happens when when you have you're like, all right, how do we get back at Epic Games? Pretty and much. this is their like <laughs> strategy, which is awesome, but also flawed, majorly flawed. And so, yeah, I don't know. I and it will never get the numbers, but I'd be curious. Like, I think. Because Steam sales have been going on for how many years now? Like 10 or something crazy like that? Like maybe yeah. longer? 
So yeah, you get a badge for the it idea every of trying year. to get new people involved is an interesting conundrum, I think, because it's already just ridiculous, right? Like there's games that come out and they're like literally 88% off or something stupid like that. And they're fantastic. And nobody's ever complained about that. But um, trying to get people to basically get addicted to Steam and Steam sales anyways as, as new users is an interesting problem when it's so dominant as it is. So I think they do have to go outside the box a little bit. Not, not, I'm not forgiving this, by the way. Like everything oh, no. we're saying is, I totally get it. It's, it's silly and stupid, and I do feel bad for the indie devs. Um, they're getting kind of punished by this, but I, I am. I heard a really interesting stat that, and it's not totally related, but it's kind of funny. The like the smartest and most talented people in advertisement right now work for. Uh, like microtransaction and free-to-play games in mobile arena right now, like in the mobile yeah. world, where they're literally some of the most talented people, like crushing it at MIT, straight out of college, graduate like 17, and they're offered a million-dollar contract, and all they're trying to do is get people to click on things. Like that's that's actually where the greatest yeah. world are going right now. So when I hear stuff like this, it's terrible and it's sad and it's messed up. But I can't help but to think of how interesting the business side of the world of is right now. This is a crazy idea that people cooked up. And maybe this is a flop, but the other one's crazy that works and, and it's a bajillion dollar idea, which is crazy, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm all for them as, as someone who works in marketing and advertisements. I am all for them coming up with a gimmick to hook people in. I mean, Steam has yeah. been around since, goodness knows, it was a, a, a light green background and it took forever to load and all we were trying to do is play Counter-Strike, but it's it's old. It is an old platform. And again, with competition from stores like Epic Games at this point, I, I guess it's the only real competitor, if we're being honest, and that's just down to a lot of exclusivity, Yeah. Uh, which is a, another issue all of its own. But uh, we, we do need to bring in new customers or at least get back those that haven't been active in a while. And the Steam Summer Sale has been something that has been iconic for them year after year. It's something that everyone will at least be like, at least take a look and say, ah, well, the Steam Summer Sale is happening. Let me have at least one look. What are they doing this year? What is the trick? What are we participating in? And for them to do it in this way, yeah, sure. Uh, but to poorly explain it, to poorly set it up, and then they tried to fix the problem part of the way through. I just think it was a little too little too late. There should be mm. more eyes on something of this scale when it's something as big as the Steam Summer Sale. Just my opinion. Here's the problem I have. As a mm. consumer, awesome. Get your best fucking game you can. Screw it. Delete yeah. everything <laughs> on your, on your uh, wish list. Yeah. Get the most expensive. Like Get like the... the $500 game or like whatever you get get the best thing you can get as an indie developer fuck this thing it right? sucks <laughs> what a, but like I get both sides I can never hate a consumer for trying to get the best deal possible but at the same time I understand how completely awful it is and so it's like a really weird space to be caught in that yeah. again comes back to something that you would think there'd be someone at Valve who's like, hold on, I crunched the numbers on this bad boy. We may have run into a problem. The, you know, however small and improbable, the Rebels could find a way to destroy this Death Star. So, like, you know, maybe we should take a moment. And I don't know. I feel, I feel like there should have been someone, but uh, oh well. I think it kind of underlies – what you just said is interesting because it underlies – 
what has been going on for a while, and there's been voiced concerns about this, but it's also kind of the crazy power dynamic of capitalism in this way is like how at mercy indie devs in particular are to Steam in general. And you, you saw that with Blizzard trying to basically combat it when they did their own way. Not that they're an indie dev in any way, shape, or form, but like Once a lot of companies <laughs> late to the game started to realize they're like, wait a second, Steam is the Amazon of buying video games. Like they just, they actually are so powerful and in control that if you don't bow to them in every shape, way, and form, then you aren't going to actually have any business. And when they have a bad idea like this, they just kind of go, oops. Do you think Valve gives a damn? Like they do on like a pride <laughs> level, probably, and sure, it hits them a little bit, but they are also not at risk of collapsing. Whereas, Oh. Indie devs can make these fantastic games, and if it just doesn't get eyes on it, that's the end of their story. <laughs> they go off, and they are engineer number sixty-two at a AAA uh, yeah. like two weeks later, and they're just that's it. Uh, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I'm not saying that's wrong necessarily. It's also not right. It's just kind of a weird and reality what, that's being created. What do you do? You think oh, that God. that has to do with uh, sort of the rise of devs? devs so willingly to take the money but also jump onto the epic game store when That's they're exactly like ah, what I was gonna ask. <laughs> how do we because in my mind even though i can I, I get as a consumer why you'd be frustrated with the epic game store mm. i also as a dev why i'd be like they're gonna pay me i put it on there and it's the number one game in the world's platform like i'd be a yeah. fool to do that as an indie dev right like why wouldn't you Steam's not going to promote you in any way, and the likelihood of you being seen there is is the exact same as being on the Epic Games Store, except Epic Games is going to give you money to be exclusive. Like, it makes more sense. So, yeah, I mean, I in my mind, I feel like that's a smart decision. I don't know. Yeah, I was just well, going to ask. I think everyone conceptually thing. understands and, and at least on some level agrees that monopolies are horrible and you need to have competition it's good for the consumer 100 percent. good for everybody else but i think the subtext that doesn't get said a whole lot is and i think it's it's interesting uh without knowing by the way it's speculation but at least it works this way in a lot of different in similar areas when you do sign with the rival like the upstart there's the chance that a they get bought out which is supposed to be protected in a lot of business practices but b well i mean a they get bought out and then you're like the guy that was like well Oh, I said I, I went across the picket line. They're like, yeah, that's cool. We're now we're gonna secretly and quietly fuck you and, and destroy you. Uh, or B, they get crushed and you're the one that was over there. And then you're like, can I come back? And then no. sometimes they're so big they don't care, but other times they like set a message or or uh, make the precedent that they're like, no, no, you went against us, so you're out forever. Um, and again, like I said, I don't know that that's the case with with the uh, Epic versus Steam, but. It does work that way and doesn't get discussed that way in a lot of similar businesses. And it's scary is, is what I'm trying to get at. For the indie dev, like that choice, it's they're initially thinking about just getting eyeballs on the product and hopefully selling enough to survive anyways. But the other scary part is going up against the giant and then they just buy mm. them anyways. And they're like, well, we're gone. That's it. Yeah, the uh, Epic Game Store <laughs> um, reps come out and say that the reason they're trying to get exclusivity on games, like for example, The Sinking City, I've been wanting to play that since it had shown at, I believe, the Video Game Awards or possibly even E3 last year. Um, it's exclusive to the Epic Game Store at least for a year. If you look at the page on Steam, it says coming 2020. Obviously, you can get it on a different platform, but for PC, it is Epic Game Store exclusive. And Epic Game Store set comes along and says, well, you know, what we're doing here is we're really just 
trying to make Steam better. If we get exclusives from these indie devs, we are forcing Steam's hand. We're forcing Valve to give better splits to indie developers. And I think Jim Sterling said it the best. I'm going to quote this. It was from his most recent video. Can you imagine Sony getting a PS4 exclusive because it wants the Xbox One to do better? <laughs> yeah. I think that's in in entirely valid. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I don't think that Steam, the Epic, are actually wanting Steam to be better. <laughs> I, don't, I think that excuse is dumb. Um, I, I agree that indie developers uh, and publishers do deserve a bigger split than what Steam gives them. That 30% is kind of stupid. <sighs> but I don't believe that it's snatching Crazy. exclusivity like Epic is, is going to solve the problem. I don't think that that's a reasonable way to solve the problem. Mm. More choice is always going to be a good thing, but this, I don't know. I have I have yet to purchase a single game from the Epic Game Store. It's not like I'm actively boycotting it. I just, I don't know if I feel like I should support it because of the exclusivity issues. If there's a game on Steam that is only exclusive to Steam, there are chances I probably haven't bought that either because exclusivity on either platform, I don't really feel good about. It's a funny issue though, right? Like, uh, I don't disagree with that. And certainly you have the right as a consumer to make your choice, but it's like, you are at least on one level, either forward thinking Epic or you're thinking the concept of exclusivity, but the actual like victim quote unquote would be the game dev that put that right. game there and that's just the business model they're using and they're like but please buy it anyways they're like no it's exclusive there so i don't like that idea and they're like oh shit i i have a question again and i just was thinking about this while you guys were talking um when it comes to epic right so the whole point at least as far as i understand it is that uh epic games made their store to sell other games on because they have the platform of Fortnite and they're using that to then be like, hey, we'll sell your stuff, grant us exclusivity, and we're going to compete with Steam, right? Yeah, and they're, so, oh, sorry, I just want to jump in and just add the point that there, there also is an additional discount if your game used the Unreal Engine. I want to just throw that out there because that is an additional thing that I think that they were trying to do in the beginning is okay. they wanted more people to license the engine from them. Um, so just wanted to put that out there because I think that that is an important fact that gets overlooked every once in a while. So, and, and my, again, my apologies for devil's advocating this entire thing, but nope. if, you, if you create a platform and your objective is to compete with Steam, Steam is a monolith. Steam is, is huge. How do you compete with Steam? Uh, you've watched GOG do it for years. And GOG has struggled to do it for years. And because mm. GOG's like, they don't have that exclusive thing. They're just like, do what you do. We'd be happy to have you on our platform. And for years, it is, there's no way, like the market share that they've grabbed is so insignificant compared to what Steam has. So Epic Games comes along and they're like, we want, we want some of that. We want some of that money. Um, and their attitude is the reverse of GOG. GOG's like, you know, we're going to DRM free and everyone can be, you know, everyone, we love each other. Let's sit around Kumbaya. Uh, Epic is like, we want to make sure we're in. So I think they made the active choice of being a competitor. And from that moment on, from the beginning, they had to make some tough choices. And I think one of the choices they made is that in order to compete, we need to steal games away from Steam. 
and yeah. keep them away so that Steam can't take them as bit because the only way to pull away people from Steam is to give them op like it, it goes back to Xbox and and PlayStation right where it's mm -hmm. like we have exclusives because we're trying to pull you away from the other company. If you want to play our game, if you want to play Halo, right, you have to have an Xbox. Back in the day, it was like, if you want Final Fantasy yeah. VII, you need to have a PlayStation, right? All these different things, they were pulling you away and trying to get you as a player, which is why a lot of people ended up with two consoles. Um, yeah. And so I feel like this is that same scenario where they're saying, look, we will do whatever it takes to get into this market. There's being much more aggressive about it than GOG was, and I think you're making such a good point, Jesse. I think it's and it's such a this will get studied up to Wazoo. I think it's a generational gamer thing. Like, I same as you. I grew up where yeah, if you wanted to play a game, you had to have that system, right? Like the idea that they would start crossbreeding is is was kind of newish to the systems. It, it definitely has become a thing, and there still is exclusives. But the other part too that I grew up with was like when I bought a game, you bought that game. You had the whole thing. The DLC was like the first wave of like, oh, there's add-ons. That's fantastic. But then it started to be found that like. The DLC was already built into the disc. You just actually had to pay more to unlock that. Then came incomplete and rush games and free transactions, stuff like that. So you kind of had to modernize and move on with that. But try to imagine being a, a gamer in our generation where you're moving forward. You're like, I will spend money one time and that's it. After that, if they offer, if they want more from me, not doing it. And then you're not playing multiplayer maps to your friends. You're not playing uh, like the DLC add-ons for the, the story. You're, I mean, and then the free-to-play games you can do that if you like. I, there's a lot of games that have different models. But anyways, my point is, it's kind of funny because I think uh, gamers these days, like if you're a 20-something, like 21-year-old, 20-year-old, you were know, in a generation where this was normal. That was like the idea of exclusivity is the reverse engineering of that. They're like, wait a second. My PC doesn't play absolutely every game ever, and all I do is go through Steam because that too, by the way, Steam is like the Kleenex of video games. Like you don't even realize you're saying <laughs> Uh, you, you think that just describes buying games online, I think, for a lot of people, which is funny. And it's just this, like, completely different idea. Because for you and me, yeah, I have, like, I just do it as a consumer. I'm like, well, I have to go to Epic for that? I really want to play that game, so I guess I'll do it. I don't fucking right. care. It's another thing on my app. I don't, whatever. I, well, it comes, it's like a, I don't know if it's like a brand loyalty thing or how it makes you feel as a consumer. But just reading some of the comments in chat, like, uh, there's one talking about, like, GOG aren't dicks, so I go to GOG. And that's, like fine and i'm glad you have that 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 sort of like brand identification and loyalty and you get that and that's something that i wish geo's you got more of but they don't Fact that's the is, thing they, most people don't use it right and and meanwhile epic is the sort of real like epic is in my mind if you had to like imagine them as anthropomorphic like as people <laughs> you know geez like the hey man come on over we got all the games you want bruise in the back and and epic is just like the business dude at the top of the skyscraper who's like i want in i don't care how i get in but i want it <laughs> throwing money at it and and i, and and I just literally gave and i understand completely the idea of being that dude up at the top of the skyscraper because it's you in in business sometimes people need to be dicks and this is like they're playing hardball they're trying to uh, someone in chat said like they're not competing this exclusivity thing is, is so they don't have to compete with steam and that's like the best form of competing like if you want to be like a total dick it's like oh we're competing by getting rid of any competition that we would have here and that's like that's i mean 
more than anything, it was just like we've we've talked so many times over so many years about how we desperately want somebody to be able to pull eyeballs away from Steam, yeah. right? And like that's exactly what they're trying to do right now. It's not like they want people to have a reason to go to their client, and they're I, giving people a reason to go to the client. Excellent, exactly. I I also kind of like. Not to pick on this person, so I won't say their name, but I, I do. This concept comes up a lot when this discussion happens. They're like, uh, "Epic Games is poaching," so I don't want to support that. And I, I, I can't help but to like teehee so hard inside, like the idea that Steam <laughs> is this like Garden of Eden of video games, where like everyone's welcome. We've done nothing aggressive business-wise. Your like, <laughs> here is beautiful, and these people are like, "I'm going to support Steam." These are good. Bellevue, Washington people, they just have the best of intentions. Guys, poaching? If Epic is poaching, Steam has been mass murdering people for their game. Like they, they have actually committed gaming genocide across huge swaths of land, and every time you purchase off of Steam, you are endorsing that. But guess what? In this world, you don't actually have an option. Like Even GOG, where we're like, oh man, that's cool, brother. No, there was, there's black market keys being sold on GOG as well. It was like a, a backdoor market for people to, to also fuck people. So like this idea, this is like this common thing where you see people too, where they're like, I don't support wearing leather and hurting animals. He said, holding a Starbucks coffee cup. And you're like, yeah, well, yeah, shit. You're, you're above it, dude. You're doing everything perfect right now. And they're like, yeah, that's man, not, sure. That's not bullshit. Everyone, everyone knows that on G2A, you are getting oh codes gosh. that are stolen. Yeah. People still promote the shit out of it. Still, and people still go there because it's cheap. And so, like, to say anyone is, like, my moral objections to this, like, most most gamers are full of shit when it comes to that. You're trying to save a buck. I'm no dummy. And the reason why people are like, well, you know, all my games are already on Steam, so I just want to have everything I want. Like, I get, I get ease of access. I get all that stuff. But to say that Epic is, like, secretly evil or doing something, like, that's, it's just incorrect. You can hate them. By God, I am fine with that. Sure. Do whatever. You can hate them as a company. It's the same thing with Sony and, and Microsoft. People have a favorite. I get it. And that's fine. But, like, at the end of the day, you can't hate them for wanting to. There's no way they can get into the video game, uh, like, PC market without playing hardball. They simply cannot. And they have the money. Or should they? Because nobody else is playing softball, for God's sake. Right. And, and those who do do not succeed. And that is like your business 101 lesson of the day. It's fucked up and it sucks, but that's like the truth of it. If you like anyone out there, whoever hasn't signed a contract for anything, you know, you're like, <laughs> if you go in nice and you're a friend, they're still going to screw you. Don't even pretend that you don't need a lawyer. That Like that, that kind of stuff. Don't be dumb. Just yeah. understand that everything is in that we're talking about is like unfair business stuff, but that's what it right. is. Unfair business stuff. And let me make one correction. Yeah, you get the chats correct me. You're right. I was talking about G2A, but please don't let that dissuade you from my example. Like the idea that GOG is not, uh, is somehow above everything I just said. Like it's not. Just trust no, me. You're every, right. Every, G2A every is the one I was talking about. But the idea that you don't support one thing because you don't like poaching, so you support Steam is like so laughable that you need to, you need to adjust your perspective. You cannot like a business practice. That's okay. Uh, or you can just like as a consumer be like, I choose to put my business here because I'm more comfortable with this. That's fine too. But on some level, right. you're endorsing a the way they 
projected themselves and be how they advertise themselves. But this idea that one is this heavenly body of like perfect execution and, and nobody got hurt, uh, it just doesn't work anymore. There's, there's just not happening. Like back in the day, there'd be like a farmer and his wife and, and whatever, and they're selling some chickens. Yeah, maybe they're really great people, but not anymore, man. Everyone's got shit. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's stabbing somebody to get to where they are at that scale. Uh, one thing I would like to, I guess, ask uh, the three of you is you know, just in your own experience, keep in mind that the Epic Game Store is relatively recent. So let's think of any any console back in our console days growing up, because we're all roughly-ish around the same generation age-wise, me and Jesse a bit older. Um, at what point, how many games had to be released on a console platform before you bought in? You, do you know what I mean? Like, for example, when the Sega Dreamcast came out, were you just day one, hey, get the Sega Dreamcast. I no. waited quite a while before picking up a Sega Dreamcast. One, because I couldn't afford it. And it was just too high of a risk. It's like, who knew whether or not that thing was going to work? You had to black boot half the good games off of, from Japan anyway. <laughs> and so well, it, it ended up working. It was always... Like, I rem The memories that I have growing up was, first, it was Sega versus Nintendo. Mm -hmm. You were either a Sega kid or you were a Nintendo kid. I knew very little kids who had both. Uh, yeah, that was same. rarity. And so you... And it was like... Those were the console wars. Right. You were either Sega or Nintendo, and everyone had good reasons why their console was better. And, you know, looking from the outside in, I can definitely see how Sega kids were like, it looks better. This is like the game Aladdin is a perfect example. The Sega version of Aladdin, yeah. amazing. The Nintendo version sucked. But then <laughs> Nintendo had so many, like, all these different games that you would just um, instantly fall in love with that became classics. And, and so you can see how people would fight over that and getting you to switch was a huge moment if you switch from nintendo to sega oh my god you would just it was amazing and people would just be like what are you gonna do with your old games like i don't even fucking understand um and then at a certain point sony jumped in with playstation and that was the first time i ever like i was a nintendo fanboy non-stop i at super nintendo i played that shit all the time didn't have any other consoles Never jumped on anything else. Literally, it was Final Fantasy VII that made like the hype Gosh. around that game. That is why I bought so my PlayStation. <laughs> I remember going to a Meyer Superstore in Dayton, Ohio, and staring at their video game section because they had a trailer of Final Fantasy VII playing over and over and over again. I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And so I saved up every cent that I had to get a PlayStation, literally just for that game. But moving on from that, I had that PlayStation forever. It took a lot to get me to get an Xbox. It took, I had to, uh, I didn't get an, I never owned an Xbox Xbox. I, I, yeah. the first thing I owned was an Xbox 360 because they finally got me. I can't remember what the game was, but like, I, I, I understand the desire to want to stick to the one thing you have, right? It's the same reason why uh, it's that it's, it's also a little sunken cost fallacy a little bit where it's like i've invested yeah. so much time into this thing i'm sticking with it even if it's against my own interests right. i will do that and so like i get i get brand loyalty and I, it's the same reason why people are like i gotta have tide that's the only thing i wash my clothes with i can't use anything else even if it's three dollars cheaper like i get it i'm that person i understand but it's this is one of those things where you can hate them for a million reasons when it comes back to epic just like understand 
they're no better than Steam, but you're still allowed to dislike them. It's fine, but yep. don't but don't make it like Steam is this virtuous champion of video games and Epic is coming in and they're the evil horde trying like no, they're just another company trying to like get on the market share and it's it's all right. You don't have to do it. Like you're fine, but people never everyone's you know life is emotion so i get it's it. funny when we have to pull back the veneer and just kind of admit to it it's like well steam's more convenient Shit. yeah <laughs> we already have it it's already connected it you know we a have a, a huge back library coaching like it's like yeah but then you sound weird yeah that is it's interesting to think about like what buying consoles was like when i was younger because we just we had an nes we had an nes for years and years and years and years and years my brother got an SNES secondhand and then sold it not too long after because he was too cool and didn't play it anymore. Mm. And uh, and my parents bought us a Nintendo 64 and my brother and I lost our fucking minds. <laughs> um, and we played all kinds of shit on that one. And we had that for, for a really long time. But yeah, like I didn't have any kind of a PlayStation until I bought a PlayStation 2. Again, secondhand when I had already moved out. And I was like, I just want to play PlayStation. Um, the only reason that I got to play Chrono Trigger was because I borrowed it from my cousin. You know, like, like mm. that's, I think, why there was that period of time where everybody was really up in arms about, like, let us borrow games from each other. You know, because for a long time, that was such a, a base of the whole, like, community feeling of it. It was like, oh, well, I'll just borrow that game from my bud. He's got it. <laughs> you know? right. And so when they were saying, no, you won't be able to do that anymore, it was like, what do you mean we won't be able to do that anymore? Like, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah, there were lots of variables that aren't, like, as applicable anymore. Yeah, we definitely don't own our games anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I never, yeah. I never owned a Nintendo, like a regular Nintendo. I would always go over to friends' houses to play it. My parents refused to buy me one because they were like, your uncle says a Super Nintendo is coming out. So we'll get you that day. And I was like, all right. So I never had that. I never had a normal Genesis. I never had like N64. I literally, my path was Super Nintendo. And I had that literally through high school. And then That's all you needed, bro. It's a great system. Yeah, it's fantastic. I loved every game I got on it. And then uh, PlayStation. And then I went PlayStation, 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 PlayStation. And then I had a PlayStation 2 and Xbox 360 because in college, my friends and I were like, F it! And we went crazy. <laughs> but, like, that was it. And then after that, like, I was a PC gamer mostly. And so mm. that's – and then it wasn't until YouTube and all started that I was like, all right, well, I, got, yeah, I guess I get all the consoles. And that was literally just so I'd have the ability to play everything for, for channels and whatnot. But, like, most of – most – I understand. Like, I stuck with that Super Nintendo. I get your desire to want to stay with one thing and, like, focus on the one thing and play things on that one thing. But, like, that's the way business works. Like, when people see that one thing successful, they're going to be like, we can compete. We can, we can do something better. And so even though Sega dropped off, Sony popped up just like, hello. And then <laughs> Microsoft was like, we got a thing too. And so Epic is just another example of that. Like, I can see being, if you go back in time and you're a Nintendo fan and you're like, man, I'm only going to stick with Nintendo. F Sony, that's so dumb. That's so stupid. And then you're like me and Final Fantasy VII comes out and blows your goddamn mind. Wait till the Epic Store comes out with something that you're like, 
it's an exclusive, but like it's going to be the next one. Suddenly, all of your holier than thou shit's going to really quickly fall away when you're like, oh my god, it's the best game ever. I had friends growing up. Like, no, I'm an Xbox person for sure. It's like, yeah. Later in life, when you have disposable income, it's like, now nah, they're just gamers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I can understand if you, if like, especially if you're younger and you don't have the disposable income, like, I put time and energy into this thing. Like, I get it. Trust mm. me, I was you. But just be aware that you're much like Jesse 15 years ago, you are looking at things like, from a warped perspective of, of, of how you're living your reality at the moment. But like, pull that shit back and understand it's all business and it's all like, you know, it sucks, but that's, it's the reality of what's going on. Yeah. Definitely. There are other platforms as well that we're not discussing here. Like for example, the origin store or, you know, any of the other clients that you purchase games from that- I'd, ra I'd actually rather not talk team. about origin I know, I know, I, and, and, and I, I'm not, I'm not kind of diving into that. Store in no, 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 we're not, we're not diving completely into that, but I'm just saying, you know, there are all these other, I guess, analogies that we can make. Like, for example, uh, you guys remember the Virtual Boy? <laughs> Don't tell me you didn't want to play Wario. I mean, really? <laughs> so many people picked that thing up, and then how many games do they actually make for that? Mm. <sighs> I, just, I just want to point out for the record, this is one of my most so a lot of the guys in the office here are obsessed with virtual boys <laughs> trying to find them trying to get them not know what that is tell you for the record oh. they were so shit and so terrible back in the day that people were like they couldn't get rid of them fast enough and now all of those virtual boys are like the hottest commodity there ever was and people are trying to snatch them up just for a showpiece to have so like you know, everything's in perspective. Keep everything that you do in life in perspective. Because I wish, I, I, I never bought it, but I rented it from Blockbuster way back in the day. And I think maybe made it through two hours of playing before I was like, my head hurts. That's, it was a terrible the console. The of the gaming world. Is that that red screen. You yeah, just right saw now, red the entire time. Right now, everyone, the, and I, because it's so rare. And so everyone's like, oh, it's so unique. And now virtual stuff's coming back. And it's like, the showpiece of the virtual world. Fascinating. But again, all perspective. It, it, it took 20 years, but look at us. Now people are like, gotta get them. And they're paying I like, want to go to a party where it's like in West Hollywood, Jesse's in like a pink sparkle one, one piece suit or something like that. And he comes sure. out and like, I want everyone to see my, my, my uh, virtual boy. I've got it gemmed up over here. And then they all start pulling out their virtual boys. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But first, we'd we'd all do blow or something, right? Because yeah. you know, <laughs> West Hollywood is a party. Yeah, people would start well, breaking like, out there. Uh, yeah, so I got my virtual boy. Yeah, uh, here it is. Like people show up with their power gloves as well, and they're just like, "Let's yeah. do this." Yeah. And that's <laughs> when the apocalypse wheels. starts. Oh man! Right, right then we all all the virtual <laughs> six virtual boys sync up, and then like a pentagram forms in the world. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. it. That's, yep. that's how I think it starts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. By their powers combined. Uh, the yeah. virtual boys touch, and then they just kind of like, they also sync up with their genitals and stuff. Like, it's just this weird <laughs> thing that happens in West Hollywood. It's like, yeah, we all touch tips, and then the end, the end starts. <laughs> well, they, they touch, but then they kind of like octopus, like they envelop each other, and it's like this. Right, thing. right, 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 right. And a pentagram, a pentagram of penises, a penogram forms. And the world ends. It's crazy. Exactly how it's Hollywood, man. Hollywood, man. It's wild up there. It's crazy. 
Clearly yeah. there's a part of West Hollywood I haven't been to yet. There's a lot of parts of Hollywood you haven't been to. I learn something new every time. I'm like, this place, the rest of the world is right when they talk about L.A. You're all terrible. Like, you're <laughs> awesome. The more I learn, the, every time I go up to Hollywood, I'm like, Jesus, really? They're like, yeah, oh, down the street. You got to go. I'm like, wow. But then yeah. you go around the corner and you can get um, bougie ice cream in, in churro That's shells. Absolutely. And then it's right. and then, you know, it's all worth it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. I it's didn't a, know I needed that. It's the Holy best no. place to raise children. I mean, it's so wholesome. Absolutely. Take a, well, you don't take raise a drive. Children, you have a bat drone. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone raises them. You're just around. <laughs> yeah. Right. As is the true LA way. Your, your right. bio fluids created the, the, the product. Yeah. yeah. And then a sweet woman in her late 60s raises, raises those kids. But it's lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Oh, video and games. Yeah. <laughs> Don't animate that. No. <laughs> Julian, <Well, do>. no. <laughs> and then Jesse will play the game, I guess, actually. So much of it has to be redacted. It's not worth it. Don't animate that. <laughs> oh, Look, goodness. all I'm saying is, why does no one invite me? I find out about all the crazy messed up to things. Their, to their penis touching Armageddon no. parties? <laughs> no, that stuff probably already happens. Ain't nobody inviting me. Why am I not good enough to go to your weird Armageddon orgy? Because they what? know that if they actually invite you, the world really will end. Yeah. Am I the key? You're what? the key. Yeah. Man. So you have to be ostracized from all the weird kinky shit going on. Dodge, it's because of you. I, is that what it is? What? I can't well, also be the key. Jesse. Too much for Dodge. There's That's one key. Like, they, they had to skip out. They're like, this is too much. This West Hollywood lifestyle. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the key to the English Armageddon. <laughs> You're the key to uh, the Hollywood Armageddon. Yeah, Not like the America hard. Armageddon. Only Hollywood. Time difference. Hey, There's a nine hour time difference. So you got to go yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. And then I have to wait. And then I'm like, okay, we're good. <laughs> Meanwhile, the world's ending on a small, you know, on the island, and then we're just like it's over a ripple here. effect. All right, let's do this thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the end Fair of the enough. world has been plotted. I guess if I'm back in Korea, then I'll have advance notice of it happening because I'll be in the future. Uh, right. How will yeah, this I mean, work? <laughs> and then Jeff goes to Russia. Cool. We figured it all out. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, I'm sorry. We're sending you no, to I'm Siberia. Open, the end of the world. <laughs> I've, I've talked about this before when the end of the world actually kicks off like a lot of places will take five days seven days for everything to devolve into cannibalism oakland will take 10 minutes i promise cars <laughs> on fire and are little... you saying that you will already be dead or that you will be a cannibal no <laughs> which, which no, one no, no, are you no. saying this is very apropos to the discussion we had earlier on epic versus steam like uh, I will very quickly rise up as a warlord in that area, and if it takes. That's why I like Jeff. That's why he and I see eye proactive. To eye. Uh, I know, I know far too many gents that say that they're going to be warlords. You can't all be warlords, guys. <laughs> see, eventually somebody's got to kill somebody else. We have played Shadows of Mordor. We know how this works. Okay, we know how this yeah. system whoa, 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 whoa. works out. First off. First off <laughs> Jeff can be like a roving warlord. You know, everyone can be a warlord. I just want to be the guy who runs like the barter town slash whorehouse slash like <laughs> markets. And I, and I, you know, I, some reason I have an accent like, Lord, look at all these slimy people to die. Right. And then like, you know, for some reason I need the last Bible. 
in order to complete my collection. So then I hired Jeff to hunt down Denzel Washington in the wastelands. And I'm like, you've got to get him. I need that book. I need that book. Right? And Jeff's like, you know, Jeff is all scarred up. And he's like, he has a mask on. He's like, I'll do it. Because that's how he talks. And then he goes off to the wasteland to hunt down. Yeah, it's fine. Everything's great. You're close. You're gonna I would... buy me that muck, and I'll have a top hat for some reason, and I'll have a cane and like a like a metal leg. I would be I'd more be based off of like, of like Admiral Thrawn, I think, but it would be a little <laughs> bit of you. You're gonna uh, pick yourself blue. dead, where I also have like a zombie daughter that I keep chained in the basement because I sure. secretly think I can bring her back, type of thing. Yeah, and that's how Denzel kills you. Your zombie daughter <laughs> eats you. He like sets her free, and you're like, you're like, no, <laughs> no. girl, no. And then she eats you. By not the way, you still talk like that. I had cannon. I can see where you're going with that, but not no. I, no, I that's what happens. Yeah, you paint yourself blue. You get a really deep voice, and then your daughter kills you. Meanwhile, I get killed by my uh, prostitute like slave uprising, and because because Denzel frees them all, and I'm like, get back to your cages, house. <laughs> they kill me. It's like and a job like, of the hut moment. They throw the chain around your neck and just choke the living yeah, shit oh, out yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It is, I get brutally murdered, and then Denzel slow motion walks out, and then like one of the, he like throws the Bible back to to one of the people, and they get it, and he's like, "That's some good reading." Cut to black, and then the world ends for real, I guess, because there's no <laughs> other story beyond that. Yeah, and nobody even had to touch a tip. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <sighs> wow. I know how it's gonna go. I fully expect the apocalypse to be a delight, just a delight. No nuclear war, no nothing. No no codes need to be entered. It's it's just no. We we oh. you've laid yeah, it all out there. Thank be you. A point where everybody decides that they want to live in Mad Max. Everybody just comes to the same agreement at the exact same time, and the world just devolves rapidly. I mean, Oregon. Who Oregon, does? You go there, and it's like so lovely. Everyone's like, oh hey, welcome, come on in. Except well, parts of it. I guess. Parts, parts. Portland, right? So we just still parts have the bookshops and the coffee shops and most of the microbreweries, but the rest of it yeah. just gets fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There will be a big wall around Portland. And when yeah, you walk yeah. in, they give you an amazing craft beer. Oh, my God. Put do they, do they validate where you parked your, your war chariot that you've like, <laughs> thrown spikes yeah. onto? It's like my Chevrolet Volt is uh, is right over there. Could you validate? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Have I a nice day. <laughs> now imagine Canada. That's all I can think of is like Death America is Canada? this like hellscape. And Canada <laughs> like, oh, hey there. Come on over. We're just like, I'm so war weary. And they're like, oh, we have Timbits for you. We got a twofer of Molson in the back. And you're like. <laughs> All right, great. You know what'll make you feel a lot better is if you go out and do some ice fishing. Ice fishing. Yeah, it'd be great. They'll all be just so happy, like, oh, Americans, come on in. <laughs> They'll have to build a wall to keep us out. It'll be great. All right, let's yeah. do a thing. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, who knows? We don't even, this? We don't we even have Crendor on the show this week. I, I This is ridiculous. No. Um... <laughs> What other have we played anything else that we wanted to talk about for this week, or is there something coming up that you are interested in playing that is coming up in the near future? Time to look at my wish list. We are now in July. Could just be one game there, right? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, there's only one game in there called My Friend Pedro. Okay. I hope I win it. Excellent. Go team, Corgi. <laughs> <laughs> Let's 
actually coming out. You guys uh, seen previous to that game? It's called Death Stranding, I guess, or something like that. Oh yeah, we've been, oh, we've been that? on uh, that. That's uh, be pretty good. We've been on that for for a little bit every once in a while, although it keeps changing. I'm being sarcastic. We're we're not sure what it's about yet. <laughs> we have an Yo, idea. When does Torment When does Tormentum Two come out? Hold on. Oh, I still don't have a day. Twenty twenty sometime. Ooh. Ugh. Wolfenstein Youngblood on July 26th. That's the only thing I can find in July that I'm actually looking forward to playing. No, that game's going to be amazing. I can't wait to play that game. I'm so excited. Post-apocalyptic Timmy Hortons. Sorry, had to throw that in there. Yeah, post That would be amazing. It's still delicious. Yes. You can still get a soup sandwich and a donut for real cheap. <laughs> it's really good. Uh... I'm trying to think of anything else amazing that's coming out, but like for real, Everything July is be... pretty barren when it comes to games. Everybody's still working on their stuff for the next quarter, and 2020 obviously the the big deal year for game releases because they want to distract us when we finally get Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, why? Uh, I would say I would say mm -hmm. that uh, if you haven't already, you should definitely go get Judgment. That game looks incredible. I've yet to play it, but everyone who plays it, it just came out. Everyone who's played it says it's amazing. It's, I literally just downloaded it. I'm very excited. Really? Uh, it's a survival game? No. Judgment is what? a... Uh, it is like Yakuza meets Detective Stories. Oh, yeah. I remember and seeing And it's supposed that. to be really crazy and really fun, and it seems right up my alley, so I'm... I'm I have found two different games called Judgment that are nothing like what you're saying. What? Seems like you've been judged, Jesse. Um, I I saw it on uh, PlayStation Network Judgment. when I was. Uh, oh, Judgment Google. Developed by Sega for stuff. PlayStation Four. Oh fuck! It's yeah, it's, it's British Google British. fucking me over. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Dang that! Did you spell British it like Google. with a? With a did you mean Judgment with two O's in the U? Yeah, like, like an O and an umlaut. How did you? <laughs> you <laughs> You can play well, the garage with your fam. The, the, the thing that I'm really excited for is um, after Anime Expo, I can finally dive really hard into the Final Fantasy XIV expansion because oh. apparently it's fantastic. I'm so excited. Nice, nice. Everybody's already going to be 80 by the time I get on there, but that's okay. Oh, a Stranger Things video game comes out the 4th, which I don't know that if that's going to be... <laughs> right. Anytime a game is based off of a movie or show within the same decade of each other, it's going to be terrible. Prove me Here's wrong. the thing. This is what's crazy about it. It's Stranger Things 3, the game. There is no one or two. <laughs> oh, yeah, we it's talked about. based off season three. Yeah. And it does look awful. Jesse, it... if that blows your mind, what if I told you one of the best series of books ever had a television show? Yes. That came out and went past the books... <laughs> and completely fucked it up. And you know what they called it? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Uh, you know what would be amazing? Like, I'm going to just let you know. Yeah? If you ever want to go back and reset time and do that over again, <laughs> you would have said anything besides... If you would have said, like, another series, if you would have had that set up and then been like, another series, it would have blown my mind. I would have been like, 
I thought you were going to say Game of Thrones. You said something totally different. I would have been like, he got All right. Me. Did you know the so actress time. that played Arya is actually Britney Spears? Did you know that? That would have blown my mind. And I would be like, no wonder she hasn't been on tour anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it She's also so would have made that entire last, it would have made that last season so much more interesting. She hasn't been on tour anymore. <laughs> First Crossroads, now Game of Thrones. What can't she do? Oh, Crossroads, no, no. Uh, I'm to... What is Space Dance? Space Dance is on PC. What the well, hell? Space Dance is rhythm. Is that part heaven? of the show where what? you guys look up games to pretend to be excited about it, or is it? Uh, just general. This is what we're looking forward to, but like, usually Space there's Dance? a lot more to choose from. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to figure out like. There's, it's a weird summer. Yeah, there's not much in July. I'll be real. There's, yeah. I mean, if you're into Dragon Quest Builders, that's a thing. There's uh, that noir a murder mystery game. Fuck, saying that. Night, shit, fuck. Hold on, I'm opening <laughs> Steam again. <laughs> oh, Blackout Club has an official release at the end of the month. Uh, looks like, yeah, besides Wolfenstein, there's Fire Emblem Three Houses on Switch. Night Call. Huh? Night Call. Nightcall. Yeah. Nightcall comes out on the 17th. Murder Mystery Noir game set in Paris. Oh, the that taxi simulator, cool. right? Oh, that does look neat. <coughs> yeah, it is. It's the taxi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Mm. Summer Catchers looks cool. That comes out on the 16th. And more importantly, July 9th. <laughs> oh, that game. God damn it. Why not? The real MVP right there. Get your Switch on. All right. So I guess since we've covered what we're looking forward to playing, uh, what's coming up on your guys' channel this week? Let's do our shout outs. Why not? What is happening on your channel, Dukes? Are you still going to be over in the UK lands? Um, Having a good so time offline? <sighs> No, we just got back to England, and now uh, tomorrow we fly back to America. My poor baby. Oh, <laughs> she, she, she does okay with the flying, but the wedding that we went to was in Majorca, and it's oh. just, it was fucking crazy hot. She's, like, covered in a heat rash. <laughs> I feel so oh. bad for her. And now we're like, all right, get on planes two days in a row. I feel so bad. But, um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow and then um i immediately after that have anime expo um we're going to be tabling and selling cat gang stuff in the artist alley at anime expo so if any of you are at anime expo and you want to come say hi maybe buy some cat gang stuff that would be amazing and then um yeah immediately after that we'll dive into Shadowbringers, the new final fantasy 14 expansion and uh, try to finish up bloodstained and just get back into normal rhythm stuff yeah, it's such a major upheaval anytime that you leave home <laughs> as a streamer. So, uh, yeah. mad, mad respect to you for trying to get back on the grind. <laughs> Thanks. How about you, Jesse? What's coming up for you this week? Uh, well, this week, um, some more filming stuff and trying to just wrap up a few things on the channel. Uh, I'll be streaming uh, a, a bunch of different things, but this is last week before CoxCon, so we're trying to wrap up that stuff. Uh, truthfully, like I mentioned in a video that I put up on the channel earlier, uh... It's all a setup so that we can start our new stuff. Um, the Saturday of CoxCon, a brand new show starts that hopefully you'll really love. And from that point on, we're going to transition away from Let's Plays on YouTube. 
and uh, go to some more fun formats. I watched that video, Jesse. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah, there's there's more more to come. It's just been you know it takes a while to do really heavily edited, really good content, and not just upload a let's play. That takes a lot of time, but this is much better. Um, and so hopefully people will enjoy. And if they don't, well. There goes my YouTube career, so that should be fun. Nah, um, I don't think that'll be the case. I, th I think so, people appreciate um, quality. <laughs> and then uh, if you're, if you're at Anime Expo, uh, definitely stop by the Faku panel at some point. I wonder what crazy thing they'll announce. <laughs> uh-huh. Hmm. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Wow. Season two may be coming soon. <laughs> How about you, Jeff? What's coming up for you this week on the channel? Oh, well, thanks for having me on, guys. It was, okay. it was a really fun discussion. Um, I, too, will be at Anime Con, and I'll be seeing some, 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 uh, some dog gang stuff. So check it out at my booth. Uh, yep, nice, nice, nice. And I'll be at the Felacio stage doing a panel as well. It's at the same time as Jesse's, uh, so obviously support both. I'm not going to be there. I Look, I, I ain't going to Anime Expo. I got mine will have Snoop Dogg and Barack Obama on, on panel, so I do. Whoa, like Snoop and Barack? Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about everything. So, uh, what do you think their ship name would be? Like, Obama? Hmm? Oh, oh, dog, Obama. Oh, no, Obama. Hmm. Oh, no, I feel like that's that's a little too Snoop, like Snoop Obama. They want it to be Jesse, just because they're two people of color i don't think it needs to be restricted so i don't know where you're going with that you know what i'm saying but like what wait what i was saying that they're in love <laughs> i like jokes like that because it super makes people uncomfortable what? and they're like no that's not what i was saying and i was like well it wasn't <laughs> but just because i asked if you was well weird. i'm gonna have to get on twitter now and be called a racist thanks I... <laughs> yes you're about to be drug on reddit enjoy that <laughs> thanks pal <laughs> Can't wait for that. Can I? Let's just put this out there. Get that one animated, guys. I think that would go real far. Actually, be a good one. Um, and it's a good opportunity to use color in the animation as well, so I can kind of kind of reverse back the hate that Jesse put out in the world. So, other than that, um, Wednesdays I'm on this D and D show. Uh, it's it's pretty mediocre to be honest with you, but I think you should check it out anyways. It's nice, good sell. Yeah, it's on Jesse Cox's channel. It's it is uh, one of his best programs, but not necessarily in the kind of the grand scheme of things. How good is it? Hard to say. Um, you but... love it. It's a treat. How dare you? You. I'm the only one talking about it. By the way, you didn't even advertise, you boob. I always feel like an idiot for advertising. I literally did you not hear what I said? I was like, there might be a thing that could happen, and in a couple weeks, something important. I suck at advertising. I never, I never want to do it because I always feel terrible taking up other people's shows to promote myself. But guy, now I'm gonna do it. Wednesday, 10 a.m. Tune in Twitch.tv/slash Jesse Cox. We role play and we die a bunch. It's the Dark Souls of role playing. Get your ass in gear. See? Jeff is on it. He's great. He tells me I'm wrong all the time. Uh, Bronze is on it. She's amazing. She tells me I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> we have a, a, I'm sensing like a, a theme. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of the female version of me. I do like it, though. It's fascinating. We have Eric Volgaris is on, and he just metagames everything. Yeah. And sometimes Britt Wiseman shows up, and she just, like, you know, metagames everything. And then there's me ruining it for everyone else and our dear friend, Steven, who DMs us. And we try to pry for information on Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Yeah, That's pretty much I can't it. blame That's you for that. Yeah, Says he's bad advertising, gives that amazing plug, and names a con after himself. I don't know if we can believe that. Mm, definitely Cox. not. 
Uh, and Jesse Cox is also now going to Australia as well, going to Canberra in August. Is that right for GammaCon? I love Australia, man. You're Australia going to, is great. You're going to a con there? GammaCon? That's weird. Uh, the Dog Gang and I are actually going there as well. We're going to be selling some merch. <laughs> I have a new album that I'm dropping with Barack Obama and Snoop Dogg that we're going to be talking about. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. It's, it's, so called, awesome. uh, it's called There Is No Limitations. Only a Protoss player would would name it something like that. In the history, there is no limitations. Is the worst you can think of. Come on. Yes, that is a terror for you. It's got to be worse. Obama. If that's the album you came up with, there is no limitations. That is. The we worst. couldn't call it limitless. That's been taken, so we had to go. There are no limitations. <laughs> I am so glad I'm having dental surgery tomorrow. That's what's happening for me this week. I'm going to have drills and metal inserted into my mouth, and at least that's more metal than Jeff's album name that's dropping. Whoa. But make sure to no. damn. <laughs> but make sure I to pick that up. Cold. Um, <laughs> I just want to take this opportunity to thank Jeff for joining us on the show today, <laughs> uh, and apologize for the massive lack of content. <laughs> but it is the middle of summer, um, and uh, games are not plentiful at this moment because E3's just happened. Everybody's just showing their shit off and not actually giving you the games that you want to play because that would just be reasonable and logical and make sense. Instead, they just want to poach you away from other platforms, steal all of your dollars during the holiday season, <sighs> and leave us poor content creators on the side of the road dropping our <laughs> poorly named albums and pouring out at anime expos so this has been the co-optional podcast and sometimes we talk about video games yo guys thank you so much check out my album <laughs> there are no limitations on itunes uh, mid-july all right dog gang out peace everyone bye guys thank you so much for tuning in <laughs>